God, it's Movie Bluffs. Hey, you guys. It Welcome is, back. isn't it? Wow, we're back. We're back again. Uh, hope you're uh, hope you're enjoying your stay so far at the Movie Bluffs uh, Resort and Spa. We've got uh, a lot going on. We've got some new tech. Uh, we've got some new movies that we're watching. And most of all, uh, the movie mm-hmm. you've all been waiting to hear about, uh, We Can Be Heroes, came out on Netflix, um, I believe around the new year or Christmas or something like that. It is... Yeah. It is... Apparently takes place in the same universe as Shark Boy and Lava Girl in some sense. And it stars the children of a bunch of superheroes who have to go save their parents from aliens. Because they can be heroes. They can I don't be know heroes. If you can, I don't know if you listeners can um, feel my aura and my energy through the microphone, but um, if you could, you knew that my reaction to Nate's description of it potentially being in the same universe as Shark Boy and Lava Girl was one of... Um, aghastness and disgustedness because let me tell you it simply is not (laughs) in the slightest in the same world as shark boy and lava girl but the original girl who played lava girl is there so and do you know who else is there nate i'm i'm interested in where this conversation is going because i feel like we have vastly different opinions already of this movie which is very interesting i know it's gonna be a good debate it's gonna be a good discussion do you oh, yeah. know? Do you know who else is here? We're, in this we're new, meeting new up with. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. There's well, there's Taylor Dooley, the the girl who played Shark Girl, which is a great cameo. <laughs> uh, but the real star of the mm-hmm. show and the real uh, the real man the of real this star. movie is none other than Pedro Pascal. Again, yeah! last time he was a villain. This time he's a hero. Yes! The man can do it all. Give him his Oscar. It's really great to see him again. <laughs> um, as this time as a good father, as a as a good and caring dad who loves his child very much. That's true. And somehow a worse um, script. <laughs> yeah, that's left to well, debate. That's up to us to debate. That's and discuss. That's what the podcast is ultimately about: is is us discussing a movie like we can be heroes so it Mm -hmm. starts with uh a great blast from the past in terms of green screen quality uh and special effects quality because you have two superheroes are in the upper atmosphere taking a look at this satellite that got blown up or whatever and they're like, oh, weird. I guess there's aliens, but I'll go fight them because his name is Miracle Man. So obviously he's the most powerful Avenger. I mean, superhero. Uh, this team of superheroes is called the Heroics, <laughs> which I don't think is a good name for like a group of people, but that's fine. That's OK. Um, so anyway, he goes and he tries <laughs> to do it and they just backhand slap him out of the sky. He falls back to Earth, and the news is going crazy. With They're like, like a tentacle. Mm-hmm. 
and so wonder man or whatever or the news is like whoa wonder man just got just got bitch slapped out of the sky and landed on the concrete and uh (laughs) and so then there's like narration of the main child character being like today is the day the heroes fell and it's like so dramatic um and then it's a cut to her waking up for the day and and this this basic Disney Channel uh, style dialogue of, you know, this shirt says don't talk to me. This shirt says talk to me. I guess I'll wear the don't talk to me shirt, obviously, because I'm an edgy 11 <laughs> year old. Uh, so any they, then we see Pedro Pascal, who is this girl's father, um, and he is making eggs and to, to show how nervous he is, he's cracking the eggs into the sink and putting the shells into the bowl. Um, and there, there's like a, a solid minute of her just going, what the, cause that's the kid, the kid movie thing. Um, yeah. So they have breakfast together. We get some exposition that this man, Pedro Pascal is a superhero, but he doesn't go on admissions anymore because his daughter asked him not to after her mom died. Uh, she doesn't want to lose him, which I think is very sweet and cute. Uh, and so they go off their separate ways. She goes to school. He goes to work at the Heroics building where the Heroics live, I guess, and work. That's true. And then, so, so yeah, so he goes to his, I, <laughs> it's so, her whole like exposition of like, I, you know, this shirt is this and this shirt's that and oh, dad, I was like, oh, you're right. Like Disney Channel days. But then it gets worse. Uh, so then, so so Pedro Pascal goes to the Heroics building. He he has resigned. We find out that he's a former superhero, kind of. He he doesn't really have any like powers. Mm-hmm. Like he flies around on like a drone, but he's he you know knows hand to hand combat. Yeah. He can protect himself, and he is an organizer and a leader right. for well, the he has, Heroics. He has he has the oh one yeah he can power, like grab stuff yeah which is. Right. He's basically like, like Thor, except it's just the one where it gets the hammer to him or the swords or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So that's yeah. his power. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can grab stuff off the wall without grabbing it off the wall. So, <laughs> and that's like one of the only times we really see it like utilized really well. But um, so mm-hmm. so Priyanka Chopra, uh, Nick Jonas's wifey, Priyanka Chopra shows up and she's gorgeous and beautiful. And the way that they directed her to walk into this room, there's a scene where she she's like the the. <laughs> manager literally like <laughs> like i don't know what the director was thinking but like mess. yeah she's like the so, head yeah she's like the head no, of the ahead. heroics building or whatever so she so director. they all show up she's work. the director there Sorry. it is that's yes yes there it is so so she shows up for work and she like saunter like okay imagine like male gaze like very much like how you would expect like a barbie doll to walk like hourglass like hips side to side hip side to side like that's how she walks into the room like the most unnatural movement i've ever seen out of a person ever in my entire life <laughs> she like saunters into this i room forgot that happened that was so skirt. weird yeah it's so messy and strange so <laughs> so she walks in the room and she's like you guys the aliens are back and guess what it's gonna take or uh, the, the the team of like nasa it's basically like a nasa boardroom is what it looks like like a nasa like we're all watching the at the ship, but it's there's no ship. It's just a bunch of scientists. 
at like computers. So they're like, the aliens are here. The aliens are here and we have to go kill them. And she's like, okay, send like two superheroes. Send like one or two superheroes. And they're like, no, it's, it's a whole fleet. And Pedro's like, Priyanka, Mrs. Jonas. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to mispronounce her name. And I don't, I don't, I don't watch a lot of her movies. I don't want to mispronounce this poor woman's name. So Mrs. Jonas, um, you know, is like, okay, fine. Okay, fine, Pedro Pascal. I guess we're going to have to send the whole, all of the superheroes. Get all the, get all the heroics. Get them all. Even though they sound like a toy from the Target toy section. Get them all. It's fine. And she goes, and I mean all of them, Pedro. And he's like, but I promised my daughter. And she's like, well, too bad. So sad. And then he is like, fine, I guess I'll do it again. So he grabs the, some swords off the wall his daughter, they call his daughter's uh, school and uh, the schools of the other, I think it's just his daughter who actually just shows up. But so they call his daughter's school and mm-hmm. they're like, hey girl, um, we're calling you out. You gotta go. And she's like, hell yeah, I got out of math class. And then she goes and she's like, shit, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> so she gets told that her dad has to go on this mission and she's like, damn it, dad, you broke my promise. And they have this little like, bracelet that they get like a walkie-talkie bracelet and they're talking to each other through that and then she gets ushered into like this this classroom full of all the other superheroics kids who are all learning and things in the classroom basic uh child of superhero stuff you see it all the time right. exactly <laughs> i know i did <laughs> yeah so, oh yeah so she goes there right and uh her character name is miss granada uh so she's like sends she's like in charge of all the kids as well as i guess being the director of this superhero program which just seems like a lot to have on your on your plate for one person but that's neither here nor there so literally the the young girl pedro pascal's daughter gets to gets introduced to all these kids who all have very unique superpowers uh such as singing uh in order to control stuff (laughs) um shark boy and lava girl's daughter is named guppy and she i guess the combination of shark boy and lava girl's power is controlling water um which is cute she's got a little sippy cup that is full of water that she like makes little tiny little shapes or whatever and it's very cute um and yeah there's there's a pair of twins who have fast forward and rewind powers yeah and the biggest thing about this movie for me was that like at what point do you reach an age where you don't count as a superhero child because all of these children were in this bunker in case someone came for their kids because that's a thing that happens to superheroes obviously is someone coming for your kids and then using it as leverage at what point do you not have to go in the bunker because you're an adult i don't know that was that was just my first thought <laughs> is anyway, it like 18 like everyone else so they're all in like... there so they're all in there and they're watching the news and the news is showing this this absolute slaughter of the superheroes by these aliens who just capture all of them and the news is getting a lot of angles that we are only really able to see through the TV screen. I'm not sure how that works, but like it, it, they showed like footage like from the roof and from the alien ship and it was all showing up on the TV screen. And I was like, that can't be, that doesn't make any sense. So all well, the superheroes the thing is, is that they have two angles. Yeah. So all of the 
uh, adults get kidnapped and Pedro gets kidnapped last. And his, his daughter is like, dad, you promised into her little wrist bracelet. And he's like, I know, but I have to lead by example. And then he just gets taken by the aliens and all the kids are like, Oh no. And then, uh, the kids are like, well, I guess we have to break out of here and go save our parents uh, from the aliens. So they come up with a plan and there's a little bit of butting heads between the girl and, and this guy who I don't remember whose kid he is, but he's got every power, uh, but they pop up randomly because he's a kid. And so he also wants to be the leader and there's a little bit of butting heads there. But she comes up with a plan and they enact it. Uh, it. It involves basically everyone using their power, which is which is neat. And then they get out of the building and they take this tram. And the girl who can sing uh, makes the tram levitate and fly. Because apparently if you sing low enough, you can make things, you can turn off gravity with your voice by singing low. Um, and so then... <laughs> basically yeah basically they launch the the train to this little girl's grandma's house because she trained all of the heroics she is the mom of pedro pascal and she trained all of these superheroes and so they're like we can get training from her everything's gonna be great so yeah they show up which which is like oh my god like mr Miyaki, like you gotta have like the the wise the wise person to train the young, the young upstart. So, okay. First of all, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get into this more when we talk about them in space. Um, Cause they're aliens. They have to go to space. Um, the girl who can sing, her mother also can sing and she like levitates and like flies based on the pitch of her voice. Uh, the girl who plays her mother is Gretchen mm-hmm. Wieners from Mean Girls. Do you remember who that woman, Gretchen Wiener is? I was like, that's Gretchen Wiener. I, it is. It's, I think it looks exactly like her. It's like grown up Gretchen Wieners. This is what she does now. It's like act and like, <laughs> and she can like sing. I was like, that's Gretchen Wiener. It's very funny. Um. So yeah, so they go to their grandma's house and, uh, and grandma Pascal is like, I don't even know her dad's name. Like I'm not a clue. It's Pedro Pascal. Sexy as ever. Um, so they go to grandma Pascal's house and she's like, you guys need to learn how to work together. Your strengths are better together as one, not fighting together. Um, keep in mind, Pedro Pascal's daughter. I don't know her name either. The girl, (laughs) she, um, has no powers. She just is facilitating all this leading by example. Oh, wow. So, so they go to grandma's and then. The, the heroic, the heroics people find out these children have escaped. And they're like, uh-uh-uh. And grandma's like, they've come after me once. You all got to get out of here. So, and this is where it gets muddy for me about what's going on. So they leave grandma's house and they basically just like go to space from there. Essentially, they're trying to get to like this pod mm-hmm. that takes them to space. There's ali- aliens right. have touched down on Earth and we're trying to get to space. There's like a little bit of a fuss with like getting in the pod before the aliens get in they squabble and then they work it out and then get in the pod and then they go to space and then the 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 heroics people show up and grandma's like i didn't do anything i promise i didn't do anything it wasn't me um and so we're like huh that's a little kill the bug that's a little sus 
It's a little sus of you. Aren't you on our side? Aren't you? What? Don't you want your superheroes back? Huh? So they go to space, and then basically they're they're on this ship. And here's where I started to get confused. I was like, what is, what is going on? What? So there's this one girl in their group who is supposedly the daughter of a hero, of a superhero, of a heroic. And she um, doesn't speak. She just can draw the future. And so everything mm-hmm. she's drawing on her little tablet um, with her little Apple Apple pencil <laughs> is, is what is going to happen. So they've kind of used her <laughs> as, um, as like a guide to get them to space. So once they get to space, they basically have to like get like shut down this like pyramid this like metal pyramid and then when they're in space they find out that the president who was a poor very poor um like mock-up of like donald trump like very poor like fake deep fake of like of trump um yeah i didn't even i didn't even think it looked anything like donald trump I just thought the way they were characterizing him was very exactly. clearly like literally thing. The only way I knew was because was of the way he gave basic his, white dude. Basic white dude. He had like kind of like mm-hmm. bleached hair. Uh, like they they clearly like tanned him. And then one of the like superhero kids who can like change his face shape was like, "How did that guy even get to be president? He can't string two full sentences together." And I was like, "Oh." Mm-hmm. Topical of you, Netflix. This is a Netflix original. So topical. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, they go to space and they. Well, it's very confusing because they get to like the outlook or whatever where they can see the space thing, and then the president and the director of the heroics like company or whatever come up behind them and they're like congrats you figured it out in like a very clearly like fake like we're actually the bad guys um and then the little girl who can uh draw the future like sh- like flashes what she's drawn which is these guys are obviously aliens and they're like oh no we got to go but they get captured they all get shoved in a sh- in a cell guppy the the little girl who who can control water gets her sippy cup taken away so she doesn't have any water to control uh to use her powers and so they're all just stuck in the room and it's very sad but then the leader the the girl comes up with a plan which is get everybody to start crying about it and then they use the tears from everyone and guppy forms it into a key that they use to escape and it's a brilliant plan for children um and so they escape and uh, the very smart boy who is in a wheelchair has this tongue in cheek remark of, wow, it's almost as if this was all designed for children. Like that's how easy it was to break out and like find everything, uh, which was, I think, funny. Um, and so they go and they try to say they try to find their parents and then they split up and the boy who has all of the powers but can't control them and the boy who can change his face split off from the rest of the group as a distraction while the rest of the group goes to the big pyramid thing to stop it from taking over earth and uh they trick the aliens into capturing the boy who can change his face 
because they made him look like the boy who has all the powers while the boy who has all the powers went to the control room to turn off the force field so that they could break into the alien rocket or whatever and that's and that's that and and it's it's also worth mentioning that the whole like okay so the aliens so mrs jonas um the head of the heroics is on this ship and is an alien and in this moment of trying to steal the boy who has mm-hmm. all the powers and and not the, the other boy who can change his face like and trying to grab them and keep them it's revealed that the aliens quote unquote have infiltrated both the presidency and the heroics so everyone is an alien is what they're told and it's evil like it's evil undertones like oh this is bad and we're gonna take over earth and like it's 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 donezo bye for you you y'all you're done period um so the kids like they trick them out they turn the force field down they have a time there's like a little time projected from this like weird liquid metal pyramid um saying like how many minutes until uh earth is going to be taken over by aliens meanwhile all of the heroics unbeknownst to their children are inside this pyramid watching a multicam fo- watching multicam footage of their children trying to figure it out it's not just like a security camera it's like they have a television and there's like like in the in the shots of these here like it's like they're watching the movie pyramid. while they're in the movie literally it, it literally is like it's literally they they took the edits that they had for the movie and they put them on a smaller screen in the movie like it's like jump cut transition new character new actor multi-camera like very much high budgets here up in space like in our weird Mm -hmm. metal pyramid so which i thought was very funny (laughs) like super weird so all these parents are like worry warts they're like oh my kids oh my kids doing something cool so all these kids are congregated on this like um kind of polar express-esque like um kind of x you know when they're in the polar express and they have to like cross that like very scary icy in like where the trolley is it's like that and so they're yeah it's like a bridge like above Mm -hmm. a swirling vortex of something of like nothingness yeah which come to find out isn't nothingness Mm -hmm. but okay (laughs) so 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 they're here and they're trying to figure it out trying to figure out and then pedro pascal's daughter and man who can do all powers are like bitch this girl who can draw is an alien and you want to know how i knew (laughs) because in all of her drawings she has to draw exactly what she sees as the future and in one of her drawings she gave herself tentacles like the aliens in this movie and it's like literally five seconds of this realization this is like the the whole realization takes like a snap in the entire movie like pedro pascal's daughter's like hey you know what she's an alien to the group and everyone's like what whoa really and she's like yeah you want to know how i knew and they're like how that's so crazy and she's like because she drew tentacles on herself about uh 30 minutes to an hour ago and i'm just now bringing it up (laughs) and so they find out that she's an alien right like such mess so they find out that she's an alien and she's like you're right and everyone's like whoa she speaks she's like that's right 
I've been an alien this whole time. Whoa. And then she basically tells everyone that she is like the leader of this planet. It was very bizarre. Very. Um, and so then they have to fight her. And she also has more powers, which are she can draw things and make them real. Um, and so she draws these monsters for them to fight. The The little girl who has water powers also apparently can control other liquids too. So she uses the liquid metal from the pyramid to make a giant shark, uh, which was fun. I love sharks. She just rides a giant shark. It's very fun. Um, and then uh, Brain Boy, the, the guy with the wheelchair, comes up with something some techno babble that's basically if we switch out the motherboard it can make it think that it launched when it didn't launch and we just need to do that and so they did that finally after fighting this this girl for a while and the countdown ends and you know it's like very dramatic pause and then the pyramid starts to open and they're flooded with light and all of their parents are there and their parents come out with the heroic poses and they're like, what? And then all of the adults who were bad guys earlier come out on the other side of the platform and they're like, huh? And then it turns out that this was all a test for the kids <laughs> to see if they could work together as a superhero team because their parents, I guess, are retiring soon. And in my opinion, that's it's a little too early it's a little too early to, to start gearing up the next superhero team if, if they aren't out of grade school yet. Uh, I mean, but Guppy's I don't literally know. a baby. Maybe that's just me. Guppy is she like... She's so small. She's literally like three years old. Like, she can't form full sentences yet. <laughs> like, is start, like, she's a baby. And that, <laughs> and, and that actually made me think, like, what, what, do you, what are the odds that all of these superheroes had kids at almost the exact same time. Like they just all happened to have kids at the same time as each other, except I guess shark boy and lava girl waited a little bit longer. Right. Well, if you think about it, so, so, so Priyanka Chopra comes up and she's like, and, and the, and fake deep fake Donald Trump and like a few other random alien people Mm. are like, we, did this intentionally we are good we are we're good aliens we are aliens but we're good aliens and this was a test so that you could become the next batch of superheroes and it's and they like they had planned this and then like like we hear from uh pedro pascal's mom the grandma later and she's like well the young ones always have something new and yada yada and so Using that logic, the logic they provide us where, like, we planned, we all worked together to plan this in order to get you guys prepped to be superheroes. They had to have all been like, okay, you have to have babies between X year and X year so that we can have this next round of superheroes. So then you guys can all pair up, have sex, have more babies. So that way we can have another round of superheroes because in the words of alien fake Donald Trump, the Earth planet earth is so vital to the existence of the universe and so vital to the um the stability and sanctity of our universe so we want to work with you guys in order to make sure that the universe is okay aka our alien floating um block in the sky so 
I they would have had kids at the same time because that it's a whole alien scheme. It's very it's very strange. Uh and that's just how that's how it ends. It's like all of the kids are now in the, in their uniforms together and they're all standing on top of a cliff and they're like looking heroic and then the kid whose only power is being able to make his face look funny uh is like what are we doing here again? And then <laughs> sh- and then the leader girl is like we can be heroes and that's it. That's the movie. And uh that's the whole thing. That's what we got. So We've got a lot to unpack here after the break, so stick around. Let's get back into it. Why don't we? Because um, it sounds like agree, we have yes. a little bit of a difference in opinion when it comes to this movie. I think so. Yes. I think, I think my, from what I've gathered, um, I think that I enjoyed this movie a lot less than you may have, Nate. Is that true? Yeah. That's that's what it seems like, I think. Um, but also, I definitely have a different, um, I guess, scale of of uh, enjoying things. Um, so I, I don't even, I don't know. So my thoughts on this movie are, well, it's directed and written by Robert Rodriguez, who also was in charge and creating of... Shark Boy and Lava Girl, Spy Kids, Spy Kids 2, Spy Kids 3D, Spy Kids 4, Back in Time, or whatever, the worst one, if you ask me. Um, and his style as a director has been known, I guess, in both of our histories as, you know, kind of bad children's action movies uh, that are very fun for kids and very... Uh, gross and bad looking for adults because they don't spend a lot of money on the special effects budget. The, the green screen is always kind of rough. The, the 3d animating is always kind of rough, but it's, it's good for kids. And I thought that this, while not a good movie by our standards of what movies we've seen before, I thought it was a nice follow up to that universe he had created uh, for our generation of children all of those years ago. Um, and I and I felt a lot of nostalgia for it because of of that kind of same writing style and same directing style coming back. Yeah, no, I get that. I do. I get that. I I was actually I was talking about this with um, a friend of ours, me this afternoon, because my friend Mia came over to get ice while I was catching up watching this movie in preparation for our little recording session here. And and I was like, this is not in my humble humble opinion, a good movie. I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. Um, didn't think the writing was good. Didn't think the plot was good. The the actual, like, you know, m- like, filming of it, I'm fine. You know, there was a few moments I was like, okay. But, like, it was fine. It was, it was it's, it's a Spy Kids or a Shark Boy and Lava Girl, whatever. Mia then told me, shout out to Mia, 
that, you know, Sharkboy and Lava Girl wasn't good either. That none of these movies are really good. They're just good in our little pea brains because we saw them when we were kids. To which I say, yes and no. And here's why. Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, controversy. I think that Spy Kids, Sharkboy and Lava Girl, action movies for kids are not good inherently like obviously as an adult i'm not gonna like that kind of movie however i think shark boy and lava girl if i watched it today having never seen it would still hold up because it's so out there but consistent right i mean we've got some people we've got the dream world like the the bed that that kid lives on we've got george lopez in a weird uh, suit but it's all qualified because it lives in this kid's head. None of it's necessarily real, right? And if we're existing in the Sharkboy and Lava Girl universe, in We Are Heroes, we can be heroes rather, it's all reality. And I know at the end of Sharkboy and Lava Girl, there's a question about whether or not this is reality when there's the tornado and the whole thing with, you know, Mr. Electric and George Lopez and, and the Dream Journal and that. But I think. If you look at the whole movie as a whole, and we have to talk about Sharkboy and Lava Girl because that was the whole shtick point for this movie. Even though it doesn't really involve them that much, it still is like the gig, right? That's like the selling point. If you look at the movie as a whole and the narrative, it's all in the imagination of this child. So you can do anything and it's A, good, and B, qualified is in a narrative and a writing and a, and a thematic standpoint. In this movie, it's in the real world. What? Interesting. Interesting. Now, I, I do, I do want to raise, I do want to raise a counterpoint to your point that you've just raised to me, and and this this is a little bit out there because it could have just been a, a slip of your tongue. You you may not have meant to say this, but. The Thumb People are actually from Spy Kids, which, while it is produced and directed oh. by the same person, is <laughs> not in the same continuity. And Spy Shoot. Kids is equally out there, and it is equally crazy, but Spy Kids takes place in the real world as well. So You're I right. would argue that this movie is actually a marriage of the styles of the imagination from Sharkboy and Lava Girl and the groundedness of Spy Kids. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. I was always more of a Sharkboy and Lava Girl fan myself. If, if you were to compare the two franchises, I have not seen anything past, past like, Spy Kids. Like, I, I saw one and two. I didn't see three, and then I saw four. And that was it. I haven't seen, I haven't seen all of them. And I only right. watched four because I was forced to, and then I was like, this isn't good. <laughs> um, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> I think, though, Spy Kids stands on its feet because, again, we don't introduce the concept as reality. We introduce it as these amazing kids living their amazing life. It, unless, I'm, unless I'm remembering incorrectly. Like, I think we meet Junie and their parents and everything in their spy world, correct? No? Maybe I'm making it up. I'm not really sure where you're where you're trying to go with this. Well, what I'm saying is like is like is like and we we can I, be heroes. I, it's like she's like a normal girl, and then all of a sudden aliens, and all of a sudden superheroes, and all of a sudden we have to go save the world and oh, aliens and superheroes. Sure. 
and the way that they and that narr- that's happened a lot of times like i've seen that movie a thousand times but the way that it's done i think makes absolutely no sense in the writing that's where i'm yeah. going no i agree with, actually with what you're saying because I do think they could have established what exactly the heroes do in this world a little better. Um, Although I guess I can't fault them for that because there is like, you can throw a rock and hit 17 superhero movies. So I, I kind of don't fault them for not setting up the superheroes and like explaining what superheroes do. Um, But yeah, it was, it was confusing, especially at the end when the aliens were like, we were working with the superheroes all along to train this younger generation of superheroes because there were several moments where the superheroes were alone with the aliens and still acting this part that they were like this facade that they're doing specifically for their kids they were still acting as if they were being kidnapped by aliens when in fact they're working together um and so that didn't exactly that didn't really make a lot of sense to me or like when the girl who was secretly an alien spy all along, like when she would do stuff like to help the kids escape the aliens or whatever, like, I don't know. It, it was just, it was like these kids were put into an escape room um, against their will where they were never in any real danger, but they didn't know that. And then they, I guess, bead heroes. And then that's the movie. And that's um, it. Overall, I, totally I think it's very you. good for kids. I think if I was the age I was when I watched uh, Spy Kids or Shark Boy and Lava Girl, I probably would have loved it. And I probably would have been like, this is so cool. I want to be a superhero now, too. And I would be like in my yard pretending to control water or whatever. That's that's no, my, me too. That's me my too. thoughts on it your analysis i would agree yeah i think if we were actually children and not uh full-grown adults in the real world (laughs) that this would be more enjoyable for sure as i think many of the movies (laughs) i think many of the movies that we watch are uh, not for our age at all um and the ones that are for our age it shows on our graphic (laughs) like what we like more um yeah but that is for the most part now you see me as kind of an outlier it is. Mm. Oh, oh, the mm-hmm. the weight of age. Um, but yeah, I would agree with you. Um, I think that the writing is like there's so many plot holes, but like any children's movie, you can poke you can like poke a hole in, and like find reasons not to like it. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I, I had fun. I I did not enjoy it, but I did not enjoy it. If that makes sense. Like I was like, oh, fun, haha. This is funny because yeah. I'm laughing at it. And I'm not laughing with it. But it's okay. I still had fun watching mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal. I do admit there were a few points where I was like, uh, when will this be over? I'm getting bored. <laughs> but ultimately, you know, it was fine. Um, I thought some of the twists were good. Like, I could definitely, I could see the the trap they did or whatever, where they switched the people. Like, I could see that coming. But it was mm-hmm. still a fun little reveal. Um, mm-hmm. I think the message of the movie was a little... I didn't like the message of the movie very much. What were you going to say? No, no, no. Go ahead. Elaborate. I want to hear what you think about the message of the movie. Well, the message of the movie is hammered in pretty hard uh, by the the monologuing of the adult aliens at the very end, which is basically um, 
the world is a mess and it's up to the new generation to clean it up. And it's like, as, as someone in my twenties, uh, I don't like that message because the people who are still in charge are still in charge. Why don't they start cleaning it up first, please? Yes. Instead of, instead of tricking us into thinking our parents are kidnapped and forcing us onto a spaceship <laughs> and then being like, surprise, we're fine. Now go fix our shit for us. That we fix global like, warming. That's please. frustrating. Like absolutely agreed. Absolutely. It's like, excuse me. Um, Mr. Rodriguez, Mr. Hello, sir. I see what you're doing. Okay. I know you're old and you're the kids that you once wrote for me mid twenties, um, are adults now. And what I would like you to do is to perhaps not put the burdens that all of your old ass fucking Republican, probably, uh, men and women and people put on us and perhaps take advantage of instead of taking that and being like, I'm going to put in a poorly written kids movie for Netflix and say, you deal with global warming and capitalism and, and inflation and world poverty all by yourself. Cause you know what? You're the new generation of heroes and Nate, you and I can be heroes. And you know what? I think we're leading this charge (laughs) by starting a podcast. All you have to do is start a podcast. That's it. You too can be a hero. Listen to yourself Uh, speak and you can be a hero. So I think that's enough dunking on a kid's movie for this week. Um, (laughs) Let's compare it to to the last superhero movie we watched. And the mm-hmm. um the rest of the movies that we've watched so far we're on sort of a parallel list now uh because we well i don't know do you want to keep doing the parallel list thing or do you want to go back to the regular list keep everything on the same list i think parallel list parallel lists should be for well let's parallel list for sequels and regular list for standalone movies this is technically not a sequel so this would count on the regular list that's true yeah i definitely thought it was a sequel going into it because of the appearance of shark boy and lava girl but clearly it takes place in its own world with heroes that are called shark boy and lava girl but they have no relation to the original shark boy and lava girl film uh (laughs) They're real superheroes in the real world who are not imaginary, and that's fine. Um, Right. If I had to, what's what's the list so far? We just posted it on Twitter. All right, so from, we did. It's pinned on our profile. I realized that when I made this graphic, I neglected to write worst and best anywhere on the graphic. So um, in traditional like how you would read English. We're going to go from left yeah, being the worst to the right being the best. I think it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, but just in case. So from the left to the right, we have Faithful Findings being the worst. Now You See Me, Scooby-Doo, Robots, Flubber, Dead Center, Neutral, Sw- uh, Switzerland, Night at the Museum, Clue, Nomeo and Juliet, High School Musical, 
wine country, Rocky Horror. And then on our alternate list for sequels that deserve um, either curb stomping or praise, we have Wonder Woman 1984. At the worst spot, yes. Um, Yes. So let's see. We Can Be Heroes is, first and foremost, a children's movie. Uh, But that will not save it. That will not give it any extra edge over any of the other movies because half of the other movies are also children's movies, including Flubber. (laughs) Right. In my own personal opinion, as 22-year-old Nate right here right now, I think it's worse than Flubber. But I think it's also worse than Robots, but I don't think it's much worse than that. I think I'd have to agree with you. Um, As, you know, 21-year-old Nate, almost... er, (laughs) I'm as 21 year old Nate and not 21 year old Sarah Weetisha. Uh, <laughs> um, Cause that's who I am. We're just two Nates doing a podcast. Uh, <laughs> as 21 year old Sarah, almost 22. I'm not going to write this as what I think 10 year old Sarah would have, because that's not the podcast, you know, 10 year old Sarah would have been so confused mm-hmm. by wine country and Rocky horror, but 21 year old Sarah loves them. So I would agree with you. I think I'd put it, I think simply because Pedro Pascal, my sweet, sweet man, I love him just oh so dearly, um, is in it. But the writing, which we didn't get a chance to really talk about Pedro, and we don't have to because I could talk about, I love him so much. I love his work. Oh, so much. I love him. And he hardly that shows up in was, the movie at all, but that's he, fine. He's literally barely there. And the lines that he does have are like mm-hmm. so poorly written. It makes me want to like poop my pants. But I'm still gonna give them that edge. They gave me, they gave me Gretchen Wieners, they gave me Mrs. Jonas, and they gave me, you know, Pedro. So I would agree with you. I think it goes right between Scooby Doo and Robots at the end of the list. And now we've got a little bit of a pattern showing up in our list, where oh. after this movie with Pedro Pascal, who we love. There are, I believe, wait, let me do a calculation, three movies in a row on either side of the best of the of the neutral movie uh, that have Robin Williams in them. Right. In a Robots, row? Flubber, Night at the Museum. I think so. Isn't that you're what you're right? The is? No, you are. you're right. You're so, so right. Our boy Robin what is if- is taking up the three middle spots. So that's fun. I didn't even notice that. Well-deserved, honestly. Which means if we were to rank actors, we would put Pedro Pascal, Robin Williams. But we're not ranking actors. That's not the podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's not the podcast. And I I don't know if we as actors could even do that. That sounds stinky. Also, we know the best actors would be, obviously, Nate and I. Hello. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Number one. Right. Equally. We're actually, you might not know this, but we're actually in every single movie we've reviewed so far uh, <laughs> as background extras. Um, that's just that's a fun kind of the thing gig. we do where we show up in we movies. Just, yeah, we, we, we are, you know, union SAG-AFTRA members. And um, for all of my, <laughs> you know, for those in the entertainment biz <laughs> out there. Um, yeah, we just... Um, we like to play this fun game where we only pick films that we've been in. You might and, have seen me yeah. um, in Nomeo and Juliet as gnome number four, which I've since gotten tattooed on myself. 
Obviously, my favorite role and most defining yeah, role. Yeah, and you might have seen me in Flubber as uh, the one of the Flubbers that turns into the maracas during the dance bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my favorite role uh, so far. It was pretty fun. Anyway, uh, <laughs> next episode, uh, we're back to our regular, regular old going back and forth between... I watch a movie Sarah saw, Sarah watches a movie I saw, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, What am I watching next time? Oh, that's right. I forgot about it. Okay. I remember now. (laughs) Okay. So for all of those who have been watching and listening to the podcast, you know that I have picked um, several of the movie musicals that we have watched. Nomeo and Juliet, High School Musical. Pretty sure I picked Rocky. I don't remember for certain. And yet and again, theater bitch is back. And um, I've chosen this week a movie with music, a beloved, I believe 2008, perhaps earlier, uh, classic coming to you with um, my two favorite, my my two favorite people, Cher and Stanley Tucci. Uh, Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is burlesque. Next week, we will be watching burlesque, or I will be rewatching in my brain rethinking on the memories that this that this movie brings me and Nate will be watching for the first time ever I'm very excited about it I also love a, Stanley Tucci he is America's I, uh, supporting actor yeah I'm excited about so. it so yeah stay tuned for that in in the next installment of movie bluffs uh we're still working out the kinks so we may be releasing bi-weekly instead of weekly for a few months but that's okay. I'm sure we have plenty of uh, back backlog of bonus content that we may be releasing in the interim uh, between episodes. So stay tuned for that. Check out our Tumblr at moviebluffs.tumblr.com. Uh, <laughs> if you have a Tumblr in the year of our Lord, 2021, uh, definitely take full advantage of that. Otherwise, just check <laughs> us out on Twitter at moviebluffspc. And please make sure to leave us a review on iTunes so that we know whether or not anybody is listening to us shout into the void about movies. Please tell us. <laughs> Sarah, want to take us out with our with our last final line? I'll take us out. Thank you for watching if you're watching. Thank you for listening if you're listening. Here's to good movies and, um, and here's to bad ones. Ba-dum-bum. Ba-dum-bum.